Wrestling fans, before this interview, please consider leaving a five-star review on Apple or Spotify Podcasts. Now let's get to the episode. So let me let me start by saying, you know, girls nationally is less than 6% of the wrestlers. It's over 20% for Beat the Streets. We're the fastest growing group of wrestlers in the country. We're the fastest growing group of female wrestlers in the country. And it's something we're very proud of. We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the, the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's, it's 5% of the ingredient. It pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort it humbled me, taught me humility. Nothing can hit, humble you more than wrestling. I think it's the learning to adapt, right? You learn, you learn how to adapt, you learn how to solve problems. You know, if I look back at my time I spent wrestling, if it gave me one thing more than anything else, it's mental toughness. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. This is your host, Ryan Warner. So good to be back with you Tuesday, July 5th, our guest today is Mike Powell, the executive director of Beat the Streets Chicago. Before that, Coach Powell was one of the most dominant high school coaches in Illinois. He created a dynasty at Oak Park River Forest High School, and now he's changing the lives of thousands of wrestlers in Chicago through Beat the Streets. Fan of the Week goes to our friend Pat Bell. It's PJB350Z on the gram. A listener of this podcast, someone who's constantly showing us the love on Instagram. Thank you so much, Pat. We appreciate it. And folks, if you want to support this podcast, today I encourage you to go to btschicago.org, get out the checkbooks, get out your calendar, volunteer some time, and if you're a coach, get yourself registered. We all know the power of wrestling and Beat the Street Chicago is putting that into action. So get yourself moving, btschicago.org. That's btschicago.org. Now let's get to the interview with Mike Powell. Mike Powell, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. Uh, Honored to be here, Ryan. Pumped to talk about all things happening at Beat the Streets Chicago. We just got off the Beat the Streets National Duels in Camp. How many days removed are we right now, Coach? Uh, Thursday night was the final party, so couple days out we're still uh we're still decompressing it, it was a it was a heck of a week man how long had that been in the makings for couple several years all throughout covid it took me a long time to convince everybody that um, you know it would be a great event that it would be worth the thousands and thousands of dollars and hundreds of man hours to plan and to execute on coming so you know new york took a charter bus DC and Baltimore took a charter bus. LA flew in. I mean, so these these cities made major sacrifices. So we're, we're, uh, we feel very lucky to have have them. 
we're going to dive into the whole thing, but I just got to say it right off the bat. I love that you guys picked Lumal Nadis as the, uh, as one of the people for the food of choice. Well, they were connected to them. So they, they donated the, they donated the Buena Beef and Greco Foods are connected to, to the Grecos. They're obviously great wrestling people and incredibly generous. So they hooked us up with Buena Beef, Buena Beef and uh, Lou Malls is, you know, we're, we're one person away from Lou Malls. And so they were really generous. So they, I mean, they literally delivered, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars of pizza. So the kids got uh, a classic. What was the feedback from the kids on the deep dish? They loved it. So we had that and we had Well Street Chicago mix popcorn, which is Well Street is like a smaller version of Garrett's. And I think it's better than Garrett's. So we went with Well Street. Um, so, we're, we, you know, we try to do all, you know, Chicago stuff that they couldn't get anywhere else. You're not getting blue malls anywhere else. So, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. So before we get into all the current stuff, though, let's go all the way back to IHSA high school state. This was the first year that Illinois had the state tournament. And I just want to get your thoughts on on how the Beat the Streets kids did and what your feedback on it was. It was great. We, I mean, considering the fact that we, you know, most of the suburban kids who have means had a dad who bought a wrestling mat or found a wrestling mat, put it in their in the garage, had a one on one coach, or they had small group workouts all throughout COVID. And frankly, you know, small group or one on one stuff actually gets you better at a at a quicker pace. So not only were our kids off the mat for sixteen or eighteen months, um, they were they were, I mean, barely working out, you know, we were doing online stuff. And um, while the suburban kids, frankly, were probably getting better at a quicker rate than normal. Mm -hmm. So to come out of COVID, basically, eight months out of COVID, we were, we were a go in, in, you know, late February. Uh, We had 20 some kids at the state tournament, bunch of girls placed. We we, I think we had six of our girls, maybe six or seven of our girls, you know, placed. one girl was second, one girl was third. Um, and Josh Butler from Kenwood Academy was was six in the state, and you know that was that was great for us. So that's going to change a lot in the, in the coming years. But but having an all stater is a big deal for Chicago public schools. Uh, we plan to have several all staters from private schools and public schools next year. Our kids are really putting in work, and we've got the north side going now. We've got the south side going. We've got this midway location that we're up at University of Chicago now. So we're going to have more kids practicing more often with better coaches. And, it's just going to get better from here. But we, we're very proud of the effort and the camaraderie. You know, they all warmed up together. They're all, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from, Northside, Catholic school. If you're a Beat the Streets guy, you're in the Beat the Streets corner. You know, they're cheering for each other. And, uh, it was really cool to see. So so when you say the Midway location, is that the is that the facility or is that a different location? Yeah, we're, we're having to create names. We're actually, we're honing in. We're going to have a team meeting where we're going to have five different lo- major locations. And so um four yeah five different major locations so we'll have to give them actual names mm-hmm. um so that you can it's not just beat the streets obviously the, the midway location is going to be our home that's where our classroom is it's where our offices are it's where our weight room is it's our biggest wrestling room but we want to offer the same quality of programming on and off the mat in multiple locations around Chicago. And that's always been our vision. And we know it's hard to get from the Pullman neighborhood to Midway on a, mm-hmm. on a Wednesday night, but it's not that hard to get from Pullman to University of Chicago. It's a straight shot up, you know, Stony Island or one of those. And so, um, you know, if we can do that, we're going to create an ecosystem of wrestling around Chicago that is you know, really empowering and, and producing great wrestlers and more importantly, great humans. 
So I'm I'm gonna say that I'm one of the first to admit, and I'm ashamed to say that sometimes I forget the University of Chicago has a wrestling program, and that's like one of the best institutions in the country. And right here in our city, we have a wrestling program. And so, what's the they have a room in it, dedicated room? Oh yeah, it's a nice, it's a really nice room. And Coach nice. Coker's opened it up to us. You know, they had two All Americans this year, and a couple of guys pretty close. Our, our guy Danny Lincoln from Oak Park, you know, has been with me since he was a pup. Um, he had a really good year as a freshman. So, the, and they've got a stud coming in in Gunnar Garrix. He's a probably a D1 kid going D3 because education is more important, frankly. Um, they've got a couple other studs coming in. They've got a really nice class this year. So we're very close to Coach Coker. He is coaching our kids. We have a bunch of kids that have shown up for open gym now who've never wrestled before. He said, Coach, I haven't showed a stance in 50 years. You know? <laughs> so Coach Coker is a legend. Um, so being able to, to partner with him to, to have the the – the athletic administration on our side saying, Hey, we want you to do this is great. You know? And, and so we, our goal is to have the Kenwood kids, the Hyde Park kids, the Bowen kids, the Gary Comer kids, all of our partner schools down there. Um, coach Stokes just got the Simeon job. You know, coach Peacock is down there. He's back in the fold now. And so we, we've got all these guys and we're going to start creating this kind of ecosystem. I, I just met with Ryan Mango who got the BWA job. He lives in Streeterville. So I said, hey, man, can we get you one night a week? He said, all right, let me look at my schedule. And so if we can get Ryan Mango down there, you know, so we're we're actively looking for like game changing coaches. Um, but we want to have 50, 60 kids in an offseason club down there the way we do it at Midway. And we had 85 kids. We had to shut it down this year early because we were packed. So that the goal is to have that in all of our locations. Ryan Mango lives in Streeterville. Ryan Mango is, is a Chicagoan now. What? He's got a fiance. She's in medical school, so he's not going anywhere. He's he's getting his MBA from Kellogg. I mean, you talk about dynamic people, super couple. She's at she's at Northwestern Medical School. And um, so, you know, glad wow. we're lucky. We're lucky to have him. He was at the camp. She kind of showed up at the camp, then said, I'm, I didn't realize how much I miss wrestling. So he kept showing up for the camp. And so um, you know, I said, Hey man, let's, let's keep involved one day a week, two days a week, you know? And so we'll see if we can't get them going, but we're, we're actively recruiting coaches. Um, I mean, I'm talking to coaches, even, even people that might be two or three years out after mm -hmm. the 2024 trials. We, our goal is to bring a bunch of dynamic, frankly, minority wrestling leaders. You don't have to be a great wrestler. You gotta be a great leader. Mm -hmm. You gotta be a dynamic presence. You gotta be willing to work hard and do the hard work of, of a real coach. But we're, we're looking for those people because, you know, this. wrestling is great, but wrestling with, with life-changing coaches is life-changing. That's what we're after. So we know Mike Boyd, Alexis Rivera, Johnny Vega at the facility are doing that there. You know, how do we scale that is, is our question here. And I think we have the answer. We just need to find the right people now. Yeah. Wow, that is so cool that like that kind of caliber of person is is working with your guys on a daily basis. And not daily, but hopefully, you know, weekly basis. Another Stanford legend is in Chicago, Matt Gentry. Do you ever yeah, cross paths with him? Well, he just took the job at University of Chicago. So he's now full-time at University of Chicago. He oh. was helping out one day a week. Yeah, he's the man. And you know, Gentry is a super high quality character guy. Oh. He's a super high quality wrestling guy, obviously. Um, and Coach Coker brought him in. And Coach Coker finally got a full-time assistant okayed. And so, you know, it looks like they're, they're, you know, there may be a, um, a big boom to, you know, it, maybe there will be a big boom to University of Chicago's program. That's awesome. That is so cool. University of Chicago, the, uh, the lady works there and that, that institution and like just the campus is 
you feel like you're at Hogwarts or something. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, and Hyde Park is this incredible place. Kenwood is an incredible, I mean, it's just a really cool part of the city. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we're, we're excited. We're excited to be down there. We're excited to you know, to partner with Coach Coker, with the athletic department. Uh, we're excited for the University of Chicago, the future. We just we just introduced two of our guys to Coach Coker, who may be wrestling at UFC soon. They were on our national dual team. Phenomenal students, phenomenal people, great wrestlers. So nice. Yeah, we're excited. Who, we, who's uh, the junior college that was in the room this past winter that kind of is new, new uh, restarting the program? Morton College. So they're right up the street from us. They practice with us. They're co- they they set up for our tournament. You know, we got booted out of the uh, Wintra Sports Complex in Bedford Park because the national ESPN was hosting the national um, um, cornhole championships and decided they needed another day for a setup. So Wintrust called us and said, "You're out." So we went to Chicago Hope Sports Complex, former Quest, but we were like dying for people to help. It's it's the middle of the work week, so Morton College stepped up and they they set up. For Coach Butts is a phenomenal guy. They're very close to us. A bunch of their kids are our guys. One of their kids is earn, interning with us now. Several of their starters next year will be were, came straight from our programming at the facility to Coach Butts. So that's a program we're very invested in. We're hoping they'll start a girls program soon. So we're, we're pushing for that. And are they fully sanctioned NJCAA qualify for yeah. nationals, that whole thing? Yeah. So wow. last, last year they just did tournaments this year. You know, he'll have a full lineup. He, he recruited, he was recruiting hard. He's really hustling. Great to see a program back. And so before we move on to some other topics, what's going on in the North side of Chicago, my neck of the woods. So we're, we're, we're helping actually we're financing the room at Taft right now. Taft's going to have a two mat wrestling room. So that's Norwood park. It's way up nor- Northwest. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, Taft has been the powerhouse in Chicago for a long time. They've got a, they've got a very interesting school. It's a huge school. They have a seventh and eighth grade that feeds into them. You know, their school is mostly Polish immigrants and and first generation Latinos. So it's an it, it's a area that we're excited to serve, um, and and doesn't it doesn't exactly look like Hyde Park, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. but that's a very important location for us in terms of, um, you know, being able to provide quality programs. So we're excited there. Coach DeFrisco just got the job there. Coach Angle's wife got a job at Bloomington, Indiana at the University uh, Go IU. And, and um, so Coach DeFrisco just got the job. He's very close to us. We're very close to him. So we're excited to have programming on the Northwest side. On the North side in Avondale at the old Gordon Tech campus, we, we now have three mats down in the in the cafeteria, Coach Heffernan uh, from DePaul Prep, you know, they run that location. They rent that location. And, and so we're helping to run that location. But we had 65 kids in an off-season program there. I think we had five or six guys qualify for Fargo from there. And one of the girls that started this spring there, I think she went two and two at the duels. This girl, this little girl, Mia, she's a stud. So she showed <laughs> up out of the jujitsu world. And she's at one of the Marine, I think she's at the Marine Leadership Academy. And so she started coming, she hasn't missed a practice. So she now gets to the South side, to, you know, to the Midway location to practice with our all girls team. She's a big part of our program. So that, you know, we're already seeing fruit from the Avondale location. We're really excited to, to partner with the Paul prep. We think is, you know, we think they're the next St. Ignatius in the city. They're, they're really a, it's really a unique group. Um, 
but the, again, they're, they're, they're serving a, a population that we're interested. So we're, we're here to serve anybody. You know, Max Rosen, who goes to DePaul Prep, um, you know, won the duel for us. He's a Jewish kid from the North Side, an affluent Jewish kid from the North Side. He's as beat the streets as anybody we, you know, we have. And, and he was, you know, he was hoisted up by a bunch of um, um, brown and black kids. You know, <laughs> it, it's a big, it's a, it's really made me really proud. It's what we experienced at Oak Park. And having that melting pot is, you know, the very best of Chicago. It's the very best of America. And uh, so, it's, you know, we're proud of that. Man, when I first met you almost two years ago, you said, we're going to do it at Oak Park what we did for Oak Park for the whole city. And it's like not many people in the wrestling world, like stick, you know, wrestling people have big ideas, but the details and the plans a lot of times don't come to fruition. So to see you guys doing the damn thing, it's just amazing. Yeah. I think um, big, big picture stuff is, is easy, you know, drilling down and actually making it happen is the hard part. So we're learning as we go on that. We're having success and uh, we're, you know, we're, we're excited for the future. We, you know, I think five years from now, there'll be an ecosystem of Chicago wrestling that is very strong, producing very good wrestlers and, and more importantly, you know, helping young people build themselves and lift themselves up. So, yeah, no, it's awesome. Nick. So many people listen to this or listen to the other stuff we do and they they'll call and say, hey, I want to start to beat the streets. And it's like it's not that easy. It's like, a you know, I read beat the streets nationals page. It's like a 10 year plan you have to put in place. So like if people are listening to this and have those kind of uh those urgings to help it's like get out there and coach get out there and volunteer donate some money and then you know kind of follow along that path is that probably the best way to get back yeah i mean you don't have to be a beat the streets to start a wrestling program and scholarship kids that need it you know and that's what i tell people if they're not if i if i I talk to a lot of people about this so i'm on the national strategic growth i'm on the national executive committee i'm on the strategic growth committee our goal is 28 cities by 2028 you know we just had austin texas at the national duels they're hoping to become a beat the streets you know so we're pushing them and they're pushing themselves and there's now meetings set up you know uh so so randy bryan is down there he's an actual went to curie high school so he, he grew up he grew up in Englewood, but went to school right down the street from our Midway facility. And so he he was, you know, anyways, point is he's an assistant principal, really is squared away. Um, but the same, he'll hear the same thing everybody else is, ideas into action. And that it's as simple as that. Having an idea is wanting to do it is one thing. Starting it and initiating the contact with the right people for your board, the right structure around programming, the right, you know, structure around fundraising. We're running nonprofits. This is, these are not wrestling clubs. So if you're ready to graduate from being a wrestling club into being a nonprofit, you're, you know, you're serving 60. We're, we're doing the same thing in St. Louis. We're doing the same thing in Tampa right now. We're doing the same thing in Phoenix. When you're ready to start you serve more than 50 kids or you're ready to get to 250 to 400 to 600 to a thousand kids we will come in and help you scale that so we have a plan it's not 10 years if you're really squared away you can get this done in a year or two but you have to be motivated you have to have the right people and what we're experiencing in the wrestling world is either we have a business person with a big vision and who can who can you know, raise a lot of money who doesn't have programming people, or we have programming people who doesn't have that big business guy. So trying to find, you know, the marriage of the two is, is what we're doing right now. And we're out there. We, we, we give people, you know, we went to visit St. Louis, they went to visit Tampa, went to visit Phoenix and, you know, okay, here's the template. And Ben's creating a template at, you know, and it's not a cookie cutter. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of, you know, you got to get your hands dirty and that's everybody. Our board president, who was Dan Willis when we were, when we were first, I mean, Dan was, he was setting up wrestling match for a couple of years, you know, so 
it's kind of be, it's going to have to be all hands on deck. And, but we're excited about 28 cities. We think we can get there. And so you named a couple that I was thinking about this morning. St. Louis is on the map and then Tampa. I mean, wrestling in Florida is really growing. Um, so those are both on the radar. What about what about ATL and the Dirty, Atlanta, Georgia? Have you guys heard anything from those that area? I'm sure somebody's fielded a call. You know, I've I, I've talked to them. I can't. I may have talked to somebody from, from right. Atlanta, but I'm sure somebody has. We 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 feel a lot of those calls between Ben and I, um, and other and other um, you know, people on the national board. So I don't know. We'd love to have Atlanta. You know, we'd yeah. love to be down south. We'd love to have Little Rock. We'd love you know all all of the places where we think it can simultaneously help kids in need and grow the sport of wrestling. You know, those are, that's a win-win for us. Absolutely. Well, and the cool thing about what you guys are doing at Chicago is it's not just folks, folk style. It's not just freestyle. You have this awesome facility, which we visited. What does a day in the life look like at the facility for your summer programming? So it didn't really get used last week except for a, a piece with CBS and showering in between sessions because we outgrew the facility with all the cities that came. So we had to go to the wind trust, now, which is five minutes away. So our kids went back and showered there. But um, this week we have a, a intensive high school camp. And then high school kids will then practice three days a week and lift the other two at night. Mm -hmm. going forward next week we start our youth this is just at our midway location we have other stuff going on around the city um, we are maxed out for the five to eight year old group and the nine to 14 year old group for our, our morning summer camp which is nine to 12 it's a three-hour camp but then we we hand selected 22 kids to stay in the afternoon and do a classroom portion so those kids will shower they'll eat lunch and then we hired a real deal stem teacher which is not, stem is now called steam apparently they added a vowel um, but layla cleofi is a she's a female uh, wrestling coach from berwin who started a wrestling league not just a team she started the entire league so yeah, at some point we want to steal late. We want to steal Layla from the education world and bring her into beep the streets. I've already told her she's on our radar. Um, but in the meanwhile, she's going to do three hours of teaching with us. Alex Magical is going to be there uh, with her, so she'll have a co couple of classroom aides. They will do. They'll build robots. They'll, we actually have a spoken word guru coming in, and this is my one of my life idols is a guy named Pete Khan who started spoken word at. at Oak Park and was instrumental in starting the spoken word scene in Chicago. And we're you we're going to use spoken word one day a week with one of Pecan's right hand man. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use it once a week as a social emotional tool. So one of the things that we realize is our kids coming out of COVID have some real challenges, mental hurdles, emotional hurdles, and there's not always um, you know not our our kids are not always up for speaking to a professional. So if you but if you can put things on paper and you can perform and you can be vulnerable in front of other people and you can talk about your issues and the, and the things that you're going through, we see this as a major boon. I saw what Pete was able to do at Oak Park with our wrestlers. We often share kids, Gabe Towns, Okamal Bay, you know, so um, but and a bunch of other guys that you wouldn't have heard of. But what Pecan did at Oak Park was really special. With a, with a group of frankly at-risk kids. And so our goal is to bring a spoken word in, a person in uh, for that classroom portion that'll that'll really help these kids uh, emotionally, mentally, and in every other way. But Layla Cleofa, she's got a whole, she's like 
we hired her for the right reasons. She hired, she called us back a couple of weeks later and said, okay, here's my plan for the summer. You know, we're going to do this on Monday. We're going to do this on Tuesday. Can you buy journals? Can you do? So she's, she's the real deal. She's taking it seriously. So our goal is to have this classroom portion and scale it um, to the other locations in the future. So the goal is to be serving kids in the classroom throughout Chicago within a couple of years. And this is our pilot program. Wow. There's so much there so, to dig it. Go ahead. So that'll go on for four weeks. Then we have overnight camps. So Ron Garrix, who, um, I, you know, Ron's son is Gunner, the young man that's going to University of Chicago. Ron is a former CEO of Dell and, and uh, uh, Motorola. And so he's a big donor of ours. He, he's one of scholarship. He does all of our, he endowed a scholarship program that does all of our um, scholarships for high school, college, our interns and everything else. But he also bought a, a old Girl Scout camp near like Gurney, Northwest of Gurney near the Wisconsin border. And it's this big wooded place. It's got a, it's got a pond. There's a trail that you run through the woods. There's, you know, there's uh, s'mores at night. So you do the bonfire and all that stuff. So our, both our boys, our most dedicated boys and our most dedicated girls will go up there later in the summer. And then we have several other like overnight trips planned for our high school kids and um, things like that, that are, that'll be kind of, it's always wrestling related, but the goal is to also enrich lives. So. This guy bought an old camp on the in the northern part yeah. of the state. Sleeps twenty two in just the bunk beds. You could bring more. There's, there's like he has like an arcade in there. There's a you could set up a wrestling room. Boyd takes the boys to like Blanton's to to built by Brunson. So Boyd kind of pounces around. Maybe toss them up this year. We talked about, and we have like mixed practices with, but so that we they don't have to practice there. Garrick's is actually building a fifty by hundred foot wrestling room on the property. So we will be up God. there. Yeah, we'll be up there a lot. So my, I, I think I'm going to do a um, a father-son camp for little guys. Me and Johnny Vega have kids. Our boys are the same age. But Octavius Bellamy has a son. Our, you know, it's just a barely older than my son. Jeremy Powell has some kids. So we'll, you know, we've got a couple other dad kids. So we'll do an overnight camp there in the fall. That'll be really special for the little guys, you know, you know, 10, 15 little guys. And so there's a house there. The, the parents get sleep. It's, anyways, it's awesome. So many, is, he's incredibly grateful, man. So many cool things. Uh, so he used to I'm work at gener- Dell. I, I said grateful. I'm in generous. Uh, yeah. He worked at, he was the CEO of Dell and um, Motorola. Wow. That's just amazing that even like, a, even if it's not wrestling related to have that kind of like business mentorship or business mind around the, around a young person, it's invaluable. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. His kids are amazing. His family's amazing. He's incredibly generous. They show up. They, you know, so Gunner was around last summer helping out. So I'm more excited to, to keep it, stay involved with Gunner as he, you know, enters University of Chicago. So what is the spoken word program? I've never heard of this before. Spoken word is like half rap, half poetry. And, and this, this fellow that we're bringing in, in particular, is specializes in social emotional health. So he's going to get these kids to dig deep, write about their innermost fears, their innermost goals, their feelings, you know, the things that you may not as a young person, you know, feel safe enough or vulnerable enough or whatever the right word is enough Mm -hmm. to express these things. And let's get them out. Let's talk about them. Let's put them on the table, you know, and let's, let's help people heal and move forward from their challenges and you know there's there's baggage you know a 12 year old is processing a lot right now particularly if they were a city kid 
who was stuck in an apartment for a you know what I mean? We have, we have kids that didn't get to go outside very often, spent a lot of time playing video games, you know, eating flaming Hots and, you know, just not doing things that were positive for their physical and mental health. And so, you know, the goal is, is to really help those kids kind of express what they've gone through, what the, you know, what they, what they're going through now. And so. And these kids already have had, you know, trying lives, but you're saying that the COVID impact really impacted them way more than I don't even, I guess I didn't even realize, or a lot of people realize it's created some real hardships. Yeah. We have kids from all backgrounds. So we have kids that are like Max Rosen, you know, who's, who's killing it, hilarious life and who comes from. So, but most of the kids that we targeted for this, this classroom portion are kids who we think are, you know, could need a little extra help who we want to see not only not lose a grade, uh, you know, in reading and math, but to maybe gain a grade in reading and math. It's four weeks of pretty intense classroom stuff. Um, but yeah, our goal is just to, you know, yeah, for the for those 22 kids, keep them really engaged for four weeks and and uh, digging deep. Have they're going to have to work hard. They're going to have you know, you know, they're Layla's Layla's a master. So, dang, sounds intense and yeah. all all good things happening. I also see you guys had uh, a few folks at the Central Regional. Did you put anyone on the Fargo team, or is that a focus for you guys? Yeah, we have nine, maybe ten now boys going to Fargo. We have seven, seven or eight girls. I'm, I might get these numbers wrong, but somewhere in that. Mm-hmm. And it was good. The kids really fought to get there, and you know, they wrestled really well. You know, I, I feel like our kids. I, I watched our kids this weekend. They were really well coached. Our parterre offense and defense won us that won us the national duels. So we also oh, was we a good. freestyle event. It's freestyle, yeah. But this is Illinois. Man, right? let's go. I, okay. I, the, my my first email to everybody was, "Don't even ask." You know, this is free, <laughs> this is Illinois. We wrestle freestyle. We want you know it's fresh for the kids. It you can't you you know it, if we catch a kid in ninth grade or eighth grade or seventh grade. And we get them to buy into year-round training. We will fry them by the time they're in twelfth grade. Mm-hmm. You know, our, we wrestle hard. The, the, the demands on our kids are really high. So that freestyle Greco stuff is fresh. You're still wrestling. You're still competing. You're getting better. You're learning hand fighting. You're learning different skills. But it feels like it's new every spring. And that was key for us at Oak Park because we mm-hmm. train hard year-round. And so that's it's the same model. And boy, you know, Boyd and I. Boyd coached with me for four years. And so he's running the same thing we did at Oak Park. Yeah, it's such a good point. Like you almost remember, we almost forget what it feels like to go to those tournaments where you're trading singlets and like, it's not as serious as a folk style tournament. You know I mean? Oh, it yeah, is, that's exactly but it's mean. not, you know? Right. We, and it isn't, yeah. you know what I mean? And frankly, that's the way folk style should be too, you know? Right. So how do you take that and bring that same mentality and enjoy yourself in, in folk style? So Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. So let's just get to it. So the duels happened. It was a three-day camp where you had nine cities involved. And then the fourth day was the duels. My first question is, where'd you guys house all these kids at for the duration of the camp? So we have a partnership with a hotel. There's six hotels and a hotel park just south of Midway. It's actually on 65th Street. So the kids, most of them didn't, but they could have walked. It's three quarters of a mile from the Wind Trust Sports Complex in Bedford Park. So on 65th is the border on the southwest side of the, between the city and Bedford Park. The Wind Trust is, is across the street from the city. 
So it's right there. It's five minutes from our facility. So everything kind of works together. That Lou Malls right up the street, you know, just south of Midway is where we got all the pizzas from. So um, it's just kind of a central location with those hotels and, and the team. We got a good deal. We have a partnership with them. We will ask for a better deal next year because um, we, we, um, they, there's a lot of dough for a lot, you know, a lot of kids. So, um, you know, we, this year was just kind of our, our first, first go at it, but it's going to get bigger and better. So how did the, like the first three days go? Like, how was it broken out? It was good. You know, you, you realize um, that you can see the difference in programming. You know, New England is a, is a, is a satellite deal. So they're just, I mean, you know, talking to Bjorn, she's like, we're just starting to get to know some of these kids. They run these clubs all around New England. I mean, they're all over. So they know the coaches well. They know some of the more dedicated kids well, but some of the kids, they don't know that. You know what I mean? So there's Mm -hmm. to watch the different teams interact and kind of, you know, it was kind of interesting because we all have our own programming model, but we've got something to learn from New England because we're now starting to scale. You know, and LA has a similar thing as New England, where our team, our you know, I we know our kids' middle names. You know what I mean, and and everything about the backs. So because they're all at the facility, but that's mm-hmm. about to change for us. You know, next year we're going to have to bring in University of Chicago, the North Side and the and the Midwest Side, the the Avondale location and the Midway um, location worked really well together, and our coaches came together, and our teams were built from we had two teams they and they were built from those two different locations. But we're about to make you know we're about to have these satellites too. So the it was it was interesting to see how the different um, cities had built their teams, and then it was just it was amazing to bring all those kids together, you know, 260 beat the streets kids from around this, the, the country. And, you know, day one's a little awkward, you know, day, you know, the day one, they're kind of hanging out and I said, Hey, everybody, you know, get a partner from another city. And, and then our coaches are encouraging them to make sure you go hang out with the kids from the other city. Well, by, by the second night, by Tuesday night, we have spike ball, we have handball games going. This is after dinner and the cities are all hanging out together. All of a sudden we've got a, a girl from our girls team hanging out with the boy from one of the other teams. I'm looking at, I'm like, Oh, she, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so there's a bunch of that stuff where they're making lifelong friendships and that's what it's about, you know, is, is having cultural experiences, having, you know, meeting kids that look like you that are having similar experiences as you and knowing that there are sisters and brothers out there, you know, I, I think is hopefully going to be really empowering. We'll see, but the, you know, we, the feedback we got was really positive, overwhelmingly positive in terms of the, the kids' experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, we obviously, we're going to, you know, we're, we're getting together right after this call as a team, Chicago is to talk about how we can make things better. And then we'll have a big national call and we'll make it better next year. But the camp was awesome. We, we have some adjustments to make to it. Uh, but overall it was really good um in terms of getting the kids to mix and scrap together it was hard I mean, it was yeah. three days two a days and so it was, it, was, it was a good scrap i love the focus that beat the streets puts on the girls wrestling and how many girls come out to wrestle i mean how were they incorporated into the dual format did you have a separate championships for the girls or how did or was yeah. that you did so let me let me start by saying you know girls nationally is less than six percent of the wrestlers it's over 20 percent for beat the streets we're the fastest growing group of wrestlers in the country we're the fastest growing group of female wrestlers in the country and it's something we're very proud of you know obviously la is at the forefront of all that um you know they do the women's event out there they have a huge female wrestling population but so does new england i mean bior is their team won it um, so, so we're very proud to be at the, at the front of that. We're very pl- pl- uh, proud to have the girls and the boys wrestle side by side. 
Um, we only had four full female teams. We had a bunch of stragglers that got to wrestle, you know, they got three, four, five exhibition matches. So we, I think next year we'll probably have five or six, maybe even seven teams. But this year we had a four team uh, round robin and uh, New, New England edged out Chicago in the finals. I was very proud. Yeah, our, 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 our coaches and our girls really worked hard the last, you know, two months. I've, I've seen them and, and how hard Coach V works and how Coach Lily works and how hard our girls are working. So we're very proud. Man, and then that, that movie, uh, the short film you guys did on Monica, man, that is uh, really cool stuff. And like what she opened up just about that film kind of reminds me of the spoken word stuff and all the anxieties these kids are carrying around but that film really was awesome i mean that that had yeah. to be uh was that june or may when that went live that was june we, we debuted the monica film at our gala so got it got it got yeah, it yeah monica's our poster child she's the best you know she she is um she's resilient she's brilliant you know she's she has incredible spirit she has incredible work ethic and she's the very best of what chicago has to offer we're, we're proud to support her we're proud to call her you know, the face of beat the streets. So if you haven't seen the Monica video, look it up. If you want to make your day better, your, your week better. Seriously. Yeah. I'll, I'll link to it. And yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, speaking of the gala, 550 K in the bank for you guys this year, congrats on another awesome fundraising. When you look at, I know you're a competitive guy. And when you look at New York hosting final X, do you see a, a world where we do something big like that? Or is that not the focus for you guys in the next couple of years? Uh, I, I don't say this to take away from New York because I think what they do is essential and really important for the sport of wrestling. We have, you know, our several people, wrestling people on our board say things like, hey, what are we going to do something like this? We right, can do right. Field, you know, I don't want to do it. No, right. Our thing is the national duels. Our thing is, is to, we, so we are, we're the kind of grassroots, you know, redheaded stepchild of the big four, LA, Philly, New York, and Chicago. Now we've come up Right. But we've always, we're, that's, you know, we don't have a Novogratz. We don't have an Andy Barth. We've done it kind of do, small donor by small donor. And that's kind of our mentality is we're a little bit more, you know, like ground level. Um, and, and frankly, because we probably can't be the, <laughs> the other way, even if we wanted to. But I like that about, about us is that we're kind of the, you know, we, we think of ourselves as, um, like, you know, as kind of gritty, um, you know, groundswell type people, you know, organization. And so our thing will be the national duels. If somebody else wants to host it, we're happy to have it. Um, but no, our, I think all of our, all of our time and effort, even, even more so than, than in the past in Chicago, will go into helping young people improve their lives. So mm -hmm. I'm, you know, we turned down hosting a coach's clinic this year. You know, last year we were pulling teeth to try to get coaches to sign up. They didn't sign up. So we canceled it. And I said, you know, we're just not going to do it anymore. Because the money and time we're spending on that could be spent on Monica, Monica and her little brother Arkell and her and their little sister Nichelle. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that that's our focus is is just be really really good at wrestling programming Love and to it. scale it around the city. And we've got enough on our plate, so we're mm -hmm. our our team is over. I, I that's on me. <laughs> our team uh, <laughs> is overwhelmed all the time. So I love the focus though, and it's not like there's a lot of loose ideas going around. It's a very focused program and you and Kathy and your team are just all over it. Um, and so once you get, once you had this camp, you had three days of it. I saw a bunch of clinicians coming in, but it looks like Ed Roos made a few trips to your facility. What can you tell us about him and, and the Illini staff that you've been able to interact with? 
So I'm, I'm on the Illinois Regional Training Center board and, and you know, obviously Brian Mendel and I are very close, uh, but Poet and I have gotten closer. It, it, they have been incredible. So they come up with no expectations of being paid. You know, obviously we paid Ed. And we're, we're, we're happy to pay our clinicians. Nobody gets rich with Pete Street, but, <laughs> um, but we're happy to, but he's been incredible. So Ed, I, you know, I, I said this to him after he, he was there. I said, listen, you, you've been an incredible partner at Beat the Streets and you have never asked for anything in return. And you certainly have the right to do that. Uh, you know, we appreciate you. We know our kids appreciate you. And so we're just, we're incredibly grateful for our partnership with University of Illinois and, and their generosity. Poeta is doing it right. He's building a foundation of relationships around Illinois right now. And I know he you know, does not have an ulterior motive with Beat the Street Chicago, but it, it's going to pay off for, for U of I, I have no doubt. And it's going to pay, and obviously it's already paying dividends for us. And so they've yeah. been, they've been great with us, but you know, so Angel Escobedo at IU, same thing. Angel came up, brought, had to bring his kid, you know, <laughs> you know, I think really? Kid was, yeah, his kid loved it. His kid had a great time. He was like the mascot. But same with Kyvin Gatson. He brought his little girl. And so it's a big family atmosphere. And so we're, we're incredibly grateful for our, our male and our female clinicians. I've got to get Angel on the podcast. That's one of the few Big Ten coaches who hasn't been on. But he was a I mean, legend. I yeah, I will. Right after this. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. And then when you look at some of the other people who helped support, I saw ASICS was a sponsor. Look like they hooked you guys up big time. Oh, they're incredible. So ASICS and Gear Gear to Compete, who who um, is the distributor of of ASICS, are huge partners of us. They're the ones who made this happen. Obviously, we had um, we Chicago got big money from DRW, the financial firm, and, and um, Camp Out for Kids as well. But but they're the they're the marquee sponsor. Uh, we we sat down with them. We've got big announcements coming for for beat the streets national and a6 and gear to compete so we have they were inspired by what happened last week and we sat down they said how do we how do we you know scale this this relationship with you guys so we came up with a bunch of ideas and they're going to be unveiled slowly over the next 12 months and hopefully um you know we'll really be bumping this time next year and, and that will you know we'll have some some branded gear, hopefully, and some other things. So ASICS has been amazing. ASICS wrestling has been amazing. Uh, we're, we're just we're really grateful for that relationship. And they're, they're just, you know, the, the people on their staff that came and interact with us from Gear to Compete and ASICS, they're just really good people. You know, they, they're doing it. They're, they see it as more than just a, a boon to their brand. You know, they're, they're, they're in it for the right reasons. And that's rare in the corporate culture because bottom line is, is everything. But they, they you know, they, it is important to ASICS. Um, that's how ASICS was formed, you know, came out of the ashes of World War II. And, and it, you know, it came out because they wanted to help kids. ASICS was, was started because they wanted to help kids. And they said, we're, you know, we're kind of getting back to our roots with you guys. And so we're proud to be, you know, we're lucky and proud to be affiliated with them. Man, so they even sent people out to the event. Oh yeah, their staff was there. I'm a creative team, administrative team. Gear to Compete was there, so very cool. Man, and, so and while we're talking, Resolite made the finals, Matt, and donated it. So you know, Resolite's been an incredible partner of Beat the Streets National and Chicago as well. I took the words out of my mouth. One of my last bullets was how badass that mat was. Like it's got the skyline on it, dude. That is one of the uh, that's one of the coolest mats I've ever seen. Yeah, we're, and we'll have it at multiple tournaments throughout the year. So we're happy to 
we're happy to highlight ASICs and Resolite. It's, it's a cool map. We're really grateful to have it. Man, things are happening. It was broadcast on Illinois. Matt, man, shout out Izzy Style for getting everyone involved. They were great. They were incredible. You know, uh, uh, Ryan Blake is, is incredible. Obviously, appreciate uh, Illinois Madman's generosity. And, uh, so. Two old enemies coming together, baby. Uh, not real enemies, but just for fun. But those OPRF Montini duels used to be battles. They were awesome. Wow. Were awesome. And look at you guys that, both now. The, the, finals, the finals of the national duels reminded me of those old duels. <laughs> so it, it, was, it, it was a great. And, you know, I, you know, I think probably my, my favorite moment of the whole weekend we had a knockdown drag out with Cleveland right in the finals. And we, Max Rosen had a tacker pin. I'm like, you know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm still hoarse from it. All of a sudden I'm screaming. I don't even coach. <laughs> I'm like running back and forth, making sure that, you know, he needs a, he needs a tacker pin. Um, Max pins, we win. Obviously it must hurt for Cleveland, but our kids, instead of, instead of shaking hands, we're all hugging in line. The coaches are hugging, you know, beat the streets as a family. And uh, I was really, we're really proud of our, uh, of what's going on in Cleveland and what they're doing out there. And so it's just, it was just a lot yeah. of love on that, Matt, after that duel. So that's how wrestling should be, you know? And so I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be a model for that at, at Beat the Streets. No question about it. And, you know, Cleveland was out here in December, so they've made the trip a couple times to Chicago and those guys seem really dedicated out there. They're awesome. Demetrius Williams is the, is the, executive director out there he is fearless he's a workhorse they have great coaches out there they have great kids uh, so we're we're yeah we're, we're excited to part and we're not that you know we're six hours away so mm-hmm. we're, we're excited to be with them for several times a year from from here on t- till the end you know we, we were talking about maybe going out there for a camp and they're getting a facility so chicago started something everybody's let's go everybody's, get, everybody's getting their own facility Man. So we're really, yeah, we're really proud to hear that. What we're able to do in the relationships we're able to build at the facility is are, are particularly meaningful. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to hear that New England's going after one, New York's going after one, LA is going after one, Philly has one. They're ex- they just expanded theirs, and uh, basically Cleveland's Cleveland thinks they're going to open August first. So wow, pretty I mean, cool. yeah, Philly obviously they're they've always been a uh, kind of up there as a model, but they're, they have just an incredible ecosystem with the Penn RTC. Uh, UPenn has a, has a revival happening right now. Roger rain is back in the fold. I mean, the modders are like some of the most stand up people you ever meet. And uh, obviously Ben's out there. So, I mean, Philly is a, it's always a model. Philly's the standard. J- James Mangum is the ED there. He is my mentor in the ED world. And Philly is the model. Mm. They, they, they do it right. And to hear Jordan Burroughs, you know, you see that video. video. They asked him a question. He said, hey, let me talk about the Beat the Streets kids. And what and that has happened organically. You know, part of the agreement when you come into the PRTC is you're going to work with Beat the Streets Philly. And so just to mix, you know, all you have to do is be around the Beat the Streets Phillies kids for a little while. And you say, wait a second, these kids are special. You know, I want to help these kids. I want to be invested in this. And so that happened. That wasn't, hey, JB, will you say some nice things about Beat the Streets Philly? He did that because he's invested in those kids now. Joey McKenna's invested, McFett, you know, all those guys are, are invested in those kids now. So what they have going, that you're right, they call it an ecosystem. What they have going is really quite special. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think they're the model. Great. BJ Futrell's out there. So, man, they're doing some awesome things. They've got their, their head coach, Linder Vega, is a former Beat the Streets Philly guy. The guy that they drew, John 
Guevara, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, who Ben just hired at Beat the Streets National, mm-hmm. is a former Beat the Streets Philly kid who graduated from Penn. You know, so these kids, wow. they're doing it. And now it's, yeah, it's like generational. That's what that's what we hope. And we hope that after, you know, Finn Mural goes to University of Chicago, he comes back and works for you, know, right? you know, Beat the Streets Chicago. So, Yeah, man, so much good stuff. Um, just a couple of things I want to wind down with. Some beat the streets related, some not. One, I just saw this and I thought it was very interesting. One of the women's coaches for Beat the Street Chicago took some of the kids shopping to show them healthy choices. Is that like a common thing you guys do? That was oh, pretty yeah. cool to me. Yeah, that's that's a common thing. We just are finally capturing it on film and, and advertising it. So we need to do a better job of that. But that's that's every day. You know, and it's sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not going to the store to talk about healthy eating leading up to Fargo. Sometimes it is we get a call from a kid, you know, he's had some trouble with gangs at the city, you know, at, at, and this is this actually happened. Some gangs at school. Okay, who's going to drive him home? And who's going to spend some time with with that young man? You know, obviously, get two people more than two people in the car. But who? What, how are we going to get these like intimate relationships, these off the mat experiences, uh, make them more robust, scale them to more kids? But that that's kind of it's kind of what we do all day, every day. Yeah. Life-changing programming is not about, you know, are you doing the right stance and motion drill at the end of practice? It is about what happens after practice. Do you have coaches that are ready to press into these kids' lives? You know, do you have kids that trust and love you enough to be pressed into and to be pushed out of their comfort zone? To be told, no, nah, man, you're not going over there after school anymore. You're coming to here. You're going to get tutored. You're going to get a meal and you're going to practice. You're going home at 930 at night. Mm-hmm. And we're going to drive you, you know, so that's the goal for, for our high impact group is, is to really have our hands on them in every facet of life in, you know, 355 days a year. Yeah. And, and so that's, it's resource heavy, but we know it changes lives. So, I mean, that could... you know, those, those three girls that were at the, at the store with coach V, they would die for coach V and she would for them. So, so that's a, that's a great kind of snippet of, of what beat the street. You know, we say all the time, we're not a wrestling club. You know, this is a, the goal is to be a youth development organization that changes lives. And that's what really, you know, that's what coach V really does. Well, she's awesome. And she, she yes. wasn't even a wrestler, right? Her kid just wrestled and she loved it. No, she's just a badass mom. Just a badass. So yeah. Wow. She, she here, here's what coach V does. She works her tail off. She hustles. She's high energy. She's incredibly giving in terms of her time, emotional, you know, emotion, her love and everything else. And when you're around that, you're, it's magnetic. You know, you're drawn to it. This is not about wrestling. We have Coach Lily, who was a very good collegiate wrestler, showing, you know, doing most of the technique right now. We just had Aaron Golston in. You know, so we, you know, obviously we had Haley and, and Becca doing technique. So we have plenty of re- wrestling experts Bobby Campos, you know, we have a bunch of coaches that come in and help with the girls programming. The, the girls program is, is life-changing because of coach V. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, obviously that is far more important. It supersedes anything that, you know, how you're finishing your leg laces. Yeah, definitely. And she's committed. I mean, she's in there all very, the time. Wow. Very. The uh, two other things, one, how'd you get the great Danny Gable at the beat the street stools? And I saw he was Basics. taking some pic- Really? Yeah, Ben Peterson, Dan Gable, they were both there. So these two two Olympic champs from 72, two incredible, you know, legends in our sport. And um, 
uh, you know, it was, it was great. And, and Gable was, you know, he's incredibly generous and he wants to watch the wrestling. You know, he's talking, you know, let me, let me, give me a second. Here. Let me watch this wrestling. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he is, he's, he's just a, he's an icon and he's, he's incredible. Peterson is the same way. They're, they're incredible friends to beat the streets. Obviously, uh, Gable's an ASICs guy. So that's mm-hmm. how, how, how he came. Uh, Peterson is a FCA guy and he's going on a trip. You know, our, our, we're, we're taking 16 of our kids to Israel. Not we, Co- Coach Willis from Chicago Hope is mm-hmm. our former board president. So we're obviously very connected to Chicago Hope, but but they're taking a bunch of the non-Hope kids to, to Israel on wow. a trip in August. So it's going to be a yeah, really cool cultural, religious uh, and wrestling trip. So Coach Willis, shout out to him. He's the man. Um, we had the Mike man. Baird on the podcast from uh, Coach Willis introduction. And um, yeah, everyone he's introduced me to has just been awesome. So uh, Dan, Dan, it's so cool that Gable and Ben Peterson were out there. And like you said, Gable is like one of the most approachable people ever. Like his personality, he's just a very warm personal. And like, you don't always get that reputation until you meet him, but maybe it's, maybe it's retirement. Maybe it's something, but he's just been super welcoming every time I've been around him. He's always been like that in my experience. So my, my coach, my high school coach was big 10 champ at Iowa. And he would take us every year to an Iowa duel. We get to, we get to do a tour of the facility and we meet Gable before the duel and Gable would spend time with us, even though he was getting prepping for Penn state or Oklahoma state or whoever they were going to wrestle. And um, he would, every year he said, you know, your, your coach was my idol growing up. He's just so humble. That wow. Day. You know, and it was like to hear that about coach Parker, who was our idol, you know, the guy was, you know, so instrumental in our lives. So it was, it was you know, it's just kind of how Gable is. I think he's just a good man. Definitely. Well, that's awesome. And then last thing for you, the great Kamal Bay returned to the stage this year, made the world team. Give us your thoughts on, on the return. I think the sky's the limit for Kamal. You know, it's a matter of uh, discipline and hard work, but hopefully he's, you know, he's, I know he was training while he was off the bat, um, but he's, he's, he's part of the WCAP program in the army now. And so I think that, you know, that the, that ecosystem in the army, that the, the family atmosphere in the army will be really helpful for him. Obviously he's got Ellis is there. Ellis is our guy. Greedy's there. He's our guy. Max Nowry's there. We're very close to Max. So glad to hear that, that Kamal is part of that family now. And hopefully, you know, just keep building toward 2024. Let's bring home some medals. Is anyone who knew Kamal Bay in the early 2010s would have said Olympian 2020, no questions asked. I don't know exactly what happened, but I don't, I don't even know if he tried out, but he's back now and he's like got a fire under him. And I can't wait to see, see him make some noise. He had a pretty good run at the tournament in Italy. I think it was um, lost yeah. a couple of tough bouts, but I mean, like you said, from the from the moment you saw Kamal Bay in high school, you knew the kid was bound for the Olympics, if he wanted yeah, to. Yeah, that's you know? right. I hope I hope so. Me too. You know, I'm not, I don't want to jinx him. Right. <laughs> but I'm we'll knocking be, wood here. I'll be I'll be watching it live, and I'll have uh, butterflies in my belly. I can tell you that. So <laughs> we're we're I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the future. I mean, he's still young. He's got a long ways to go. If he and if he keeps improving, you know, year after year, the, really the, there is no limit to his potential. Right. And that would be your second Olympian behind uh, Ellis. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Well, coach, it's always an honor to catch up. I was inspired doing the research this morning and even more so now, as we talked about earlier, people want to get involved. There's a lot of about 40% of the listeners of this podcast are in Chicago area. And I know a lot of people want to help the cause. So one, get out your damn checkbook, start writing some checks, beatthestreetchicago.org. It's right on there. Donate whatever you can. 
Um, if we got some coaches who want to coach, are you still taking that? Or are you guys full on coaches right now? We're dying for coaches. We're dying for real coaches. You know, a lot of guys call, Hey, I could come in, you know, once in a while. And that's helpful, but it's not, it's not, we're looking for coaches. We pay well. Uh, we're looking for guys that are, that are really dedicated from all backgrounds um, guys and gals who are really dedicated. We're also looking for the volunteer level guys and in terms of donors, you know, be a, come on in and be a monthly donor. You know, it's really easy to sign up and um, you know, you know, each month when you, you know, $10 or $25 or whatever you give per month shows up on your credit card, you know, you're doing good. Uh, but we also need volunteers. So we have a volunteer place at our site. You know, obviously these major events need a lot of work. In, from the hospitality room to the gear sales to set up to break down, um, so there, there's a lot of that. But we're also looking for tutors. We're looking for mentors. Um, we have a mentoring program, and so and but we're as you as you heard earlier, we're up and running all over Chicago. Mm -hmm. So if you're from you know if you're from the Six Corners, you, you're right down the street from Norwood Park, and you want to help, let us know. We're here. So. Yeah, and the on it's btschicago.org. It's really easy to donate. With a credit card, it's it's all very legit. Um, and like I'm glad you mentioned the volunteers because my mom, for example, loves wrestling. She's not a coach, but she used to work the concession stand and she misses that environment. So there's a lot of moms and dads out there who don't have the commitment to coach every week. That's a lot of work, but they want to volunteer. You guys got a place for them too. Absolutely. We had a couple of those this week. So Love it. the the Charlotte Boy family. Jeff, Jeff and I are old coach rivals. We beat them one year when he was at Manuka for the state championship. Ooh, and then Manuka. next year they beat They beat us in the opening round in 2010 when they won it. So Jeff and I have been buddies for years, but his family, they're like the number one volunteers. The daughters, all three daughters are involved. And, and, the, and Casey, the wife is amazing. And obviously, so they're at everything. So I showed up, I showed up for the, for the duels on Thursday. I said, of course, the Charlotte boys. Are <laughs> so, you know, if we could find six or seven of those families, and, you know, two or add two or three each year as we continue to grow and it'd be really impactful for us. Yeah, so. that's awesome. And last but not least, you know, I live across the street from Lakeview High School. Have they ever had a program or anything going on there? It's such a massive school. Joey Betterman went to school there. Joey Betterman. World know. team member. Ellis Coleman beat Joey Betterman in the Olympic trial finals okay. in, in, in 2012. Joey Betterman, he was an all-stater for Lakeview, went on to become a, I don't know, he was a couple time, I think age group world medalist in Greco, was a world team member. His coach was um, um, uh, Carmelo Flores, who was an mm -hmm. Olympian in 84 for Puerto Rico. Re headlocked Randy Lewis in the opening round. There's a 3-0. I think he got pinned. But he, he did headlock him, had him on his back for a little while. Um, and then, and so, and he had his own wrestling room. He fundraised for it. School took it from him. So the, the program took a hit, but it, but they there's a guy named Camacho over there who's it, they were off during COVID, and they just got a new a new coach. One of the I think the Marine leadership coach is going over there now too. So they're going to have a full team next year. Awesome. And, and yeah. So we're 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 pretty invested with them. We hope their kids will start coming to train with us over at Avondale. And Avondale. Okay. So yeah, we're our goal is to our goal is to really help the North Side. Though North Side's kind of hurt less programs came back on the north side post-covid than than anywhere else mm. so but you know uptown rogers park these these are areas of need and so we were you know we're obviously if anybody's up there and wants to start something we're, we're game let's go and anyone who's listening you know you can't find beat the street chicago for some reason shoot me a message on instagram we'll get you connected and uh 
Yeah, it's all good. Coach Powell, it's an honor to have you as always. Thank you so much for making the time for us. Ryan, thank you. We love what you're doing. We appreciate your investment in the wrestling community and obviously for in, in Beat the Streets. So, Absolutely, you. man. Thank you so much, Coach. Thank you for listening to that episode with Mike Powell, one of the most inspirational people we have on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify Podcasts. If you want to support Beat the Street Chicago, please go to btschicago.org.